Thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Business of Fun podcast. I'm your host, Dave Wakeman. This episode is brought to you by my good friends at Booking Protect, the global leaders in refund protection. Any listing, any sector, anywhere, Booking Protect has you covered with the world's most comprehensive refund protection product. To find out how you and your organization can partner with Booking Protect to deliver a better buying experience, more customization in their purchases, and how you can create new revenue stream for your organization, visit them at www.bookingprotect.com. Once again, that's www.bookingprotect.com, the global leaders in refund protection. Now, my guest today is Kath Healy from Booking Protect. So I'll shorten the the ad at the front um, because we got into a lot of a, a big conversation today about refund protection, um, about value in the ticket system. Uh, we talked about a lot of stuff. Um, I thought it was interesting because Booking Protect has had a really uh, great year, year and a half over the last, uh, you know, last 18 months or so. Um, seen some tremendous growth, uh, opened up a bunch of new opportunities around the world. Um, there's, you know, the keep improving the technology, um, deliver this uh, globally recognized award-winning customer service uh, product that's, you know, delivered in a unique way digitally. It's awesome. Um, and so I wanted to have Kath on to talk about a bunch of stuff, right? There's um, some case studies that we wanted to highlight about how people are using the product. Uh, we talked about how um, using refund protection and partnering with Booking Protect can give you um, the opportunity to grow your sales. We talked about, um, we had some jokes, right? We talked about uh, how British people like to queue in line and Kath pushed back on it. Um, I forgot to do it in the podcast, but I mean, she she at least put back her groceries. Um, I would never have. Um, We talked about uh, some of the value that uh, offering people options and customization in their purchase path can create for you. Um, We talked about the marketing value of refund protection and how um, as a person that's designing an experience for a customer, you have to recognize that you are not your customer and that your customer is not going to have the same experiences, the same information, the same knowledge about the customer journey as you might. And that it's important to understand what that means and why that matters. Um, We talked about a whole lot of stuff. So I hope you enjoy this conversation I have with Kath Healy from Booking Protect on the Business of Fun podcast. I want to welcome my friend Kath from Booking Protect to the Business of Fun podcast. Kath, what's happening? Oh, well, you know, hanging out here in the UK, it's absolutely raining down like most British summers do. But um, lovely to speak to you, Dave. Yes. I um, I figure we should probably get the, the um, what, what would be the British term for this? Uh, you know, let the baby, not throw the baby out of the bathwater. That's an American thing to like, not throw out the good with the bad. Um your, your team beat mine in the Champions League final. So go ahead, rag me, bring it on, what, bring what it on. Say, you know, if you're going to choose to support a British team, it should be one in red, not white. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the one with the greatest history in Europe is uh, Liverpool FC. So uh, <laughs> big shout out to the Scousers out there. Uh, you better watch we out, though. Guys Simon's right going to be mad. <laughs> the boss is going to be mad. <laughs> 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 Look, it, it's pretty bad when my boss um, 
is is cheering on uh, Liverpool when her team is Man United, just oh. so that we can beat Spurs. That, that's all it is. <laughs> I mean, the, um, the 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 football banter that goes back and forth between us is pretty is pretty great. So, <laughs> and since I hadn't had a chance to talk to you, but since the since the Champions League final, I figured I'd let you rag me on the podcast. I figured it was oh, a totally appropriate thing. Uh, <laughs> but I but thank you for doing this. I wanted to have uh, you on because. Um, I haven't had well, I haven't had the opportunity to have you on yet. I've had Cat on, um, but there's been a lot of exciting stuff happening at Booking Protect, and there's like a lot of um, really like great new examples and partners and a whole lot of stuff to talk about. And I wanted to spend a few minutes talking about that because um, it goes without saying that I'm a big fan of yours and Cat and Simons and everybody at Booking Protect. So um, let's talk about some refund protection and how it helps people. Well, um, I mean, that that's what we're here for. I mean, refund protection. It, it, I'm not really a salesperson. I think I was saying to the, this to you before, Dave, and, uh, and yet this is probably the easiest product anyone could sell in the world because it does so many different things for people and it doesn't cost them anything. Right. Well, I like it and, you know, and at the danger of starting out with like a sales pitch, which it's like, it's my podcast so we can do this, is <laughs> the greatest thing that I, I tell people about it is that it's free money, right? And we were talking about, we were laughing about that because I had the ad campaign idea one time to be like, let's just send out a direct mail letter and whatever the form letter says doesn't really matter because all it is is has a big headline that says free money with a dollar bill stapled to it. But it, it, it is really free money for the venues and the people that partner. And I know that um, people hear that all the time when we do the ad at the start of the podcast. But can you explain a little bit to us exactly what uh, the free money means to people and like what that looks like for people? So that it doesn't sound like just marketing BS for me. Um, yeah, I mean, basically, this is a, a product that attaches in the box office area of your system and you sell it at the same time as your tickets the customer gets to choose to to throw it in the basket or not to protect what they're purchasing um and for that you basically retain a big chunk of it as commission so you win we win the customer wins because they get added protection for their non-refundable tickets um so it's it's win 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 really yeah, and the and the important thing here, right, is um, as far as like the non-refundable ticket, that because that's become a big issue. Um, I was at the FTC here in DC the other day for a um, hearing about online ticket sales practices, and one of the big bugs is that like, oh well, people can't exchange their tickets; they can't get refunds on the tickets if they can't go. You know, so if you're restricting the use of the tickets, all of these things. Um, before we got on the podcast here, we were also talking about how last year the weather was really, really um, – uh, it was problematic for a lot of people. There was the beast from the east. There was a lot of blizzards in the U.S. There was like kind of weather challenges all over the world. I know that histor- – or I know that the Booking Protect product is the most comprehensive one anywhere in the world. Um, and we talked about weather and we talked about refunding tickets. But can you tell me a few of the examples that maybe don't get covered by other people so you can put a little meat on the bones of what comprehensive means for people? Because I think this is important because people are really challenged with like knowing whether or not to make some of these purchases so far in advance. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the product actually helps encourage people to buy their tickets 
further in advance um, than if they don't add this product on, um, mainly because they've got all this added security that they're, they're going to be able to claim a refund. And uh, in terms of like the weather, uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. Last year, oh my gosh, I mean, the, the beast from the east basically caused the UK to grind to a halt. Um, we're not really geared up for, for bad weather particularly, um, even though we love our rain. Um, and I remember being at a conference in, in March and uh, clients that had been working with us uh, in parts of the UK where uh, weather's probably uh, an issue, such as Aberdeen, came up to us and were like, oh my gosh, thanks, thank God we were working with you because we had so many people who came to us looking for refunds, not because the event was cancelled. The events actually went on, but people kind of looked out their windows, saw a foot of snow and just went, oh, I don't want to travel out in that. I don't want to go to the event. It's going to be too difficult to to attend um you know the trains have been cancelled or the the motorway shut i just don't want to go and um the clients that we were working with were able to say have you bought booking protect have you popped that in your basket and if you have give them a uh, get online submit your claim and in that that time i mean we dealt with something like sixty thousand claims over that period um which is a phenomenal number um but in terms of feedback we were getting fabulous feedback from the venues that we work with and also from the customers that we dealt with because you know they they really got to see the the value of their protection um and let me let me jump in there too because i think this is a point that we should highlight was the fact that simon went ahead and actually authorized everybody to start giving refunds before the event you know kind of even got in front of the weather system a little yeah, bit to help yeah, relieve some of that stress and i think that's important because that doesn't always happen yeah, I mean, I mean, this is we like to work with our partners to develop long term relationships with them. So we're always looking at ways to make this as simple as possible for the customer, as well as for our, our clients that we're working with. Um, and a big part of that is being proactive. So it's kind of trying to anticipate problems before they arise so that we got a solution in place that that means it's almost like seamless and um, when we sign on new clients we often say initially when you get used to the product it it'll bed in you know because it's all new to your team and, and you'll get the questions about it from customers but then after the initial few weeks it should just operate in the background you should hear next to nothing about it because we'll be dealing with the refunds and everybody just gets into the that groove so um so in terms of obviously simon kind of looking at the the, the weather and and how it was going to impact us it was very much a case of look if if this customer lives anywhere where there's likely to be a weather warning and they apply to us for a refund we'll just move to the next step and just get them dealt with so um you know which i think it just shows how how proactive and how how much we engage with our customers and and try to look after their customers in exchange as well well, I think that's important, right? And this is one of the things that's always appealed me to me about, you know, Booking Protect and, you know, and Simon is that the idea of customer service and looking after the customers is really just like the central theme of everything that the company does and Simon thinks about. And, it, and it's really refreshing because I think we are always we're surrounded in by an environment where great customer service shouldn't be taken for granted or can't be taken for granted because most of the time, um, let, let's be honest, poor customer service seems to be the norm in a lot of places. Um, can you give me a couple of examples, though, of other ways that you have looked after the customers or you know, how that the, um, the system is designed or the processes are designed to help customers? 
Well, we totally redesigned our refund um, approach, which was basically we built a, a portal on our website which is designed to, to almost pre-populate an awful lot of the information. So again, the customer sets themselves up and then it'll ask them some questions. And then if they can upload their supporting document, it goes through to the team and it gets authorised. Job done really quickly. You know, if at the first point of contact, they've got everything they need, that claim will get settled within 48 hours. Um the other thing is, you're absolutely right that uh, often people sort of profess to have fantastic customer service and then the reality is something different. So so we also um, use Trustpilot to um, ask every customer that's had a, a refund claim to, to put feedback on there, whether it's good, bad or indifferent. And, and if anyone goes onto the Book and Protect Trustpilot site, you're not going to see everything being hunky-dory. There will be the odd one where people have kind of put something slightly more negative but that we only see that as an opportunity to to do further learning to further improve our product so we actually actively encourage that um, and in terms of our rating we're probably the only person the only company that truly in this field uses um, something like Trustpilot to get that kind of feedback so we're very transparent about it um, and so far I think our current score is 9.4 out of 10 which is rated five stars are excellent we got well over a thousand reviews on there coming up for two thousand reviews i think so you know it's it's a real important part of our culture you know so much so that the, the team of refund claims handlers who are in-house team you know we don't outsource that it's not it doesn't go off to some telephone company in the outer reaches of mongolia it's dealt with by the team in our leads office and um you know they're in they're in incentivized to use their common sense and to deal with people fairly so so that's what we do yeah and isn't it still true that um each person has a individual handling their handling their account the, the claim doesn't go off into the void and then like they just wait hopefully miraculously their claim is approved <laughs> right i mean because yeah. i know i just had to get used the uh, the refund protection on my um a, tra uh, a flight um, with my family, and yeah, it was like you just send all that stuff in, and you're just like going, I, I guess I'll hear it at some point. <laughs> it's there. Fingers crossed. Yes, exactly uh, right. You know, Toes crossed. Hold it up and see which way the wind's blowing, sort of thing. Um, yeah, I mean that's why we use a portal because from a sort of data security point of view, it's a lot more secure. It's built by people who built bank grade systems, um, and also it has a workflow system in it. So if you log on, create yourself an account. A notification goes through to the team, gets allocated to one of the team members there, and that becomes their claim. They go in, they look at what you've presented, send a message back, whether it's, yay, you know, it's been authorised, or whether we need some more information or whether they actually haven't even provided the information that we need. Um, and, and basically, the customer gets that kind of contact quite regularly. They get a notification that there's been activity, so they go back in and, and so on and so forth. There's also a live chat facility that we introduce so that while the team are in the office, if you go on to live chat, you can have a proper conversation via live chat, chat with somebody, uh, a real person, not a chatbot or something. Um, so, so we try to make it as simple as possible. Um, but whilst we're a technology company and that's how we try to drive people through our portal, um, we do recognise that we work with some clients who have customers of a slightly more um, less technological um, desire. <laughs> 
Uh, they, they, they might have limitations <laughs> in terms of access to the internet or computers or something along those lines. So, so we do work with people who prefer a slightly more old school approach. Um, and if if our clients contact us, you know, the team will go on the phone and, and give them a, a call and and chat them through the process and help them every step of the way if they can. Yeah, and I think that's an important uh, point because it's. Um, I know that a lot of times whenever I'm talking with somebody or even when I'm talking about the product on the podcast or if I'm doing any of these things that I talk about um, how important all of these things are, right? Like, so it's like peace of mind, right? Because of the on sale dates for a lot of the shows or a lot of holidays take place earlier and earlier than ever before. Um, you know, this example that you just used of getting on the phone with people and, you know, handholding them through the process if need be is important. Um, you know, where else do people find value from, you know, partnering with Booking Protect, um, you know, and offering refund protection or, you know, how does it help them accelerate or grow their sales a little bit more? Um, a big part of it is the the confidence, the confidence that um, that you're not just taking out a ticket, that if something happens, if life gets in the way, you're going to struggle to get that refunded. Now, one of the one of the things that that people often say to me as a as an objection is is often that um, we already do a ticket exchange, or if someone comes to us within 48 hours of the event, we can move it to a different performance. And I say that's all well and good, that's great, you know that that's good for those customers that come to you. But one thing that that you're not considering is the silent majority which are the people who will have taken out a non-refundable ticket and actually read the terms and conditions that say it's non-refundable so then when something happens they go oh I've got a non-refundable ticket oh well sell a v. um that's that's life I'll I'll just miss the event and lose my money right and, and that's important because I would say that that's probably that like you said the silent majority but if you don't, if if they just think that, right? How likely are they to not buy a ticket in the future? Is the question I would turn around and ask as well, because I'm sure that you might even have numbers to back this up. But I would say that the likelihood of them not purchasing in the future goes up exponentially. Absolutely, I haven't got the data to support that, but that would be if if it was if I was in that situation, and generally that's how we kind of gauge it, isn't it? What would you do in this scenario? Um, I'd probably be a bit more like, oh, this this is somewhere where they're not that flexible and they're not prepared to accommodate me, and and do I really want to give give my um, custom to that? I mean, an example with that was last night. I was in a supermarket about half an hour before it closed, went to buy a few things, massive queue. One member of staff, everybody else was trying to shut the place down. I was just like, what am I doing? Stood in this stupid queue. So uh, as much as you think British people like to queue, I'll queue for a little bit, but not that long. <laughs> so uh, so I literally walked away from the checkout and threw all the stuff back on the shelves and walked out. I was like, huh. Uh, but, you know, if, if I'm just your average person, then then I would equally be frustrated by not being able to, to um, exchange a ticket if, the circumstances arose uh, and unfortunately I would also be one of the silent majority I'd probably walk away and then think twice in terms of purchasing from them in, in the future so so by giving people this flexibility you're accommodating you're giving the option to everyone who buys a ticket because the offer is made to everyone it's not cherry picked it's not pick and choose or target a certain market it's literally offer it to anyone that's buying a ticket from you right. would you like to protect your booking yes or no 
It allows the customization, which is, I think, important because people want to feel like they have more control in how their experience is going to be, which I think is very important. Yeah, I mean, I mean, people say, oh, I'm a bit concerned about another charge being levied to the customer. And I say, well, this isn't actually a charge because the customer gets to choose whether they want it or not, whereas a standard, standard booking fee is a charge. You don't yes. get a choice. It's, it's, it's made for you. So this is where the choice remains firmly with the customer. And some people are more, you know, more risk averse than others. So uh, another example that you could compare it to is someone who puts on all the additional insurances when you hire a car. Right. So uh, I don't know. Do, do you stick them all on, Dave? Or are you someone who kind of goes, I'll put on the, the legal requirement? I um, use the American Express Platinum card. So it's included yeah. with the American Express Platinum ah. card. So I'm a terrible example of this. <laughs> or, or I'm a great advertisement for the American Express Platinum card. Use the hey. American Express card because you can uh, don't need all the that crappy uh, uh, insurance that comes along with your rental car. <laughs> wow. That's, that's, that's an idea. For, I, I think American Express will be uh, sending you a little check in the post for that. Dave. Oh, man. <laughs> we have a long-running relationship, me and American Express. <laughs> so, but, you know, it's, it's, it's that choice, isn't it? You, you go to the rental place and it says it's, I don't know, $50 to hire the car for the day plus another $50 in additional charges to protect you just in case, just in case. And that's exactly what this product is. Um, me, when I hire a rental car, I think, oh, how often do I crash my own car? And normally, I would say not very often, except obviously I got a new company car and then crashed it within three days. So maybe <laughs> moving forward, I need to be that person that sticks the additional insurance on. So, but, you know, it, we all have this different approach to risk, but it's nice to have that opportunity to make that choice. And, and that's all it is, really. You're giving your customers the opportunity to make that choice if they want to. And if they choose they don't want to, fine. It's totally cool. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's not a heavy sell. It's just literally, do you want it or do you not want it? Choice is yours. Yeah. Well, what, the thing you bring up, and I don't want to, you know, I don't want it to, to blow past here, is that you talked about the example of the silent majority and how people um, – in the box office or on the theater, on the venue side often think like, well, people know we'll exchange it or they think, you know, or they think they know like that we have this 48 hour policy or we have all these ideas. Right. But the ticket says that it's non-refundable, non-returnable, you know, all those warnings and stuff. One of the challenges it seems like that you have to overcome or that, like a lot of people have to overcome is helping the, the venues, right. In your case, overcome the idea that they're not their market. Right. And what they take as common knowledge is not common knowledge to the average ticket buyer. So that like when they're designing the experience, they can't necessarily design it for the people that they assume know and are knowledgeable, knowledgeable about the experience. They have to design it for the person who doesn't necessarily go to a lot of shows, who doesn't have a lot of experience buying tickets or having things canceled and design it for them because their level of apprehension is going to be uh, much greater and the likelihood that they will be either turned on or turned off by difficulties in the process of buying a ticket, going to a show, and, or not going to a show is greater. Or am I wrong? No, I, I completely agree with you. And uh, I mean, it, again, it is it is often a barrier for people choose well venues choosing to activate the product because they believe there's no desire or no demand for this type of product, and that's based on their own experiences. And and yet you, your experiences will be different to my experiences will be different to A N L others' experience. So so to to design processes that you think will work for your customers, 
that's all well and good, but how do you know that that works for your customers? So in some respects, giving putting the onus back onto the customers to have the opportunity to choose is a far better way of sort of trying to understand your customers because, the, as they say, you know, the truth of the pudding is in the eating, isn't it? So because this is such an easy product to activate, um, once it's on, our clients remain totally in control of when it's offered. They can switch it off if they want to. Um, but ultimately, turn it on, see how it works. If it works brilliantly, I'm going to suggest that it will work because that's my experience from dealing with clients. Um, if you don't like it, once it's been up and running, you can always turn it back off. But generally, most people don't because they see it as suddenly that it does give that customer the added value. And equally, it becomes an additional revenue stream for for them. So, um, you know. No, you, you, say it, you say it as well as I do. I, I, I think the funny story that for me is always like Simon will make a joke out of it. He goes, well, once they turn it on, they never turn it off, do they? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's true. And I mean, I, I could spend a year trying to uh, liaising with a, a potential client to get them to go live, let's say, for example. And uh, we were chatting before and I, I mentioned one of our clients. Uh, I'll leave him nameless, but he came up to me at a conference, sidled up to me and was a bit like, um, yeah, I know I've been dragging my heels about switching you on. And I finally got around to doing it. I, I saw this event. I thought, I'll turn it on for that. It's only a little event. So we'll, we'll try you out on this little event. Um, and I didn't really think anyone would actually buy the product. And then they did. And I was a bit surprised. I was, in fact, I was really surprised. In fact, I kind of regret not turning this on much earlier now. Um, and and that, that's often the experience of people where they've been, there's been quite a bit of resistance. Because again, you know, they hear that thing, if a deal's too good to be true, it must be. There's got to be a catch somewhere. Um, and when they finally get over that that hump and actually activate it, they're still totally in control of it. But they get to see it and see whether their customers actually want it. And if the customers ultimately are, are, are the kings and if they're choosing to pop it in their basket, then if if you've been delaying for months and months and months, that's money that's literally evaporated that you could have generated in commission. Um, right. So I always think I always think it's a, it's from my perspective, I would go, uh, I can't see any costs attached to this. I can't see any real downside. Let's turn it on, and see how it performs. Um, and that's what I would recommend most people do. Just switch it on, have a look, see how it goes. If you don't like it, you can always turn it off. But I'm going to tell you now, you probably won't. Right. Oh, and, and you bring up a, a point, right? It's commission or and it's free money. <laughs> I, like the, I like the free money idea. Because even like some of the case studies that I've seen, right, where it was smaller venues, right? And, and they'll still be like, oh, you know, a conservative estimate is that they're maybe missing out on $1,000 a month or so. Right, which a thousand dollars a month—that's twelve thousand dollars a year—can have a tremendous impact on your business, right? Like twelve thousand dollars a year can um, finance an improvement in the customer experience. It can be an investment in uh, that you use to make different marketing decisions that might help generate even more revenue. I mean, it's like a really, really smart thing to offer, right? Because if you just realize, hey, look, this is this is free money, and I'm going to dedicate it to experimentation or innovation in the customer experience it could create an exponential return right like just from like this one simple decision it's um it's i mean it's unbelievably powerful the way that like you know the opportunities this creates absolutely and i mean a lot of the clients i deal with are in the art sector but 
this is a product that can be attached to anywhere where you're selling tickets you can attach booking protect um but my experience of the art sector is obviously that that's an area that's always massively underfunded is always seeing huge cuts in funding is always struggling to drive additional spend um and and sort of you know the the revenue potential of something like this even for a very small venue can make such a huge difference for them and and the best part is it doesn't cost anything to invest in it it's not like you've had to spend fifty thousand dollars to get a hundred thousand dollars back you've spent zero dollars to get potentially however much it is that you end up getting over the course of the year whether that's twelve thousand dollars or one hundred twenty thousand dollars depending on you know the type of venue you are yeah. And one thing I don't want to get, I, I want to make sure we highlight because you brought up the fact that it doesn't cost anything. Right. Um, and I know that because I mean, I've known you guys for years now, but it doesn't cost people anything to set, set up the product. Right. And there's no charge for involved for them. Um, <laughs> I, I want to, I want, how can we help them see that this is like not too good to be true? Because I know that like for everybody, I'm like really cautious about stuff in in this regard. How, how can you help us help everybody understand that this is legit, right? I, I know that there is a, um, unless it's changed, like, right, there is a setup fee that's in char- that's charged, but you don't bill that pe- people for that. That comes uh, out of their first couple months commission. Is that right? Uh, it all depends. I mean, we are integrated with a lot of ticketing platforms out there. Um, some of the, the, the big ones. Um, and, the work's already been done. So for those clients, if they're on certain ticketing platforms, whether it's Audience View, Testora, TicketSource, Ticket, uh, you know, all these other options, um, then it's a pretty straightforward switch on and all the development work's been done at the front end. Um, but even if they're not on those platforms and they're on a platform where uh, we, we possibly don't have an integration, there's always a way that you can get Booking Protect into it. And actually, if the platform then decides that they want to explore it to be able to offer it across all their clients, then that's something that, that we're happy to, to liaise and, and link in with. Um, so I would always say in the first instance, if you want to know how we do, come and ask us and we'll refer you to some of our clients because a lot of our clients are so vocal. Um, you and I were talking about um, Jim at Ticket King, a sort of Mervish group in Canada. Who yep. He is effusive so in his yep. in his praise. Yes. He even did a video, didn't he? Say he did a video, a case study. Uh, I've quoted him all over the place. He, he couldn't speak more highly of the product. And he was yep. very skeptical, I think, at the start. And rightly so. You know, we're a business that's been in business sort of five, six years now. So we're still pretty young. Um, but again, we've got some brilliant clients out there and they'll always be quite happy to, to give you the lowdown. And My favorite is the Grand Ole Opry, if I can say that. On, <laughs> on, just because when I was a kid, I loved the Grand, the, the, the Grand Ole Opry on TV. So I always am like, excited about that one. <laughs> Well, uh, this is, I keep saying to my boss, Kat, when are we going out to Nashville? Because, you know, we should do a client visit to uh, see the guys over at the Grand Ole Opry, you know, Crystal and her team. Because, um, again, I've seen it and there's that TV program, Nashville, and my parents liked a bit of country music. So uh, so to me, it's it's like a real big ticket place that, that we work with. But equally, we, we work with small theatres. We, we work with large ones. You know, you've got the Jefferson Live crew out in um, California. Um, got the SHN team in San Francisco. Um, in the University London. of Tennessee is a big one in um, in 
for football and sports. Oh, yeah. And I saw those in Toronto a few, uh, a couple of months ago. And those guys, girls, girls and guys like to party hard, I have to say. So big (laughs) shout out to those guys. I like to say y'all. That captures both (laughs) guys and girls. I I try to get better at that. Yeah. I I mean, it it truly is. I know that like this does sound like a commercial a little bit, but but it is like such a great uh, product, you know, and, and I do like really, really encourage people to check it out because I know that, you know, one of the podcasts that's going to come up after yours is with Robin, uh, Robin Cantrell Finnick. And we were talking about commercialization and I know how tight in most of these places, the budgets are and having an opportunity to create a new stream of revenue is incredibly important, right? It is incredibly you know, it's just essential that people rethink the way that they're making money. So offering them something that allows them to customize what they're doing and, um, you know, have peace of mind. It's just, it's just wise, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, you take the words from my mouth as well, Dave, because it's, we're good like that. (laughs) (laughs) it really is just it's a product there that's available to to people and honestly if they want to know anything more about it they just need to come and ask us and as i said we've got nothing to hide um you can trawl the internet and check out book and protect on on trust pilot see what what you know the end user the people who have actually had to make the refunds say about us so um uh, and for anything to get sort of 9.4 out of 10 on Trustpilot, you, you've got to be doing a, a pretty darn fine job there. So uh, so that's like from the end user. And we're, as I said, we're happy to, to point people in the direction of customers, um, clients, where they can chat freely about it. You know, we'll just point them in their direction. We won't even say, can you please say something nice about us? We'll just point them in the direction and leave them to do it. Um, so as that's I said, exactly we've got nothing right. to hide. Yeah, no, that's. I think that's that's a, a strong endorsement. Is when you just say, you talk to everybody. Here's a whole list of people. You talk to them, and I don't even want to stay, be in the middle of the conversation because I trust that the work that we do so well. Um, how can people connect with you on the internet? Um, they can go to our website for starters, uh, uh, bookingprotect.com. Um, there's an option there uh, if you want to work with us just click that or send us an email and then we'll get straight back in touch with you or uh, you can check check me out I'm sure David hand out my email address kath.healy at bookingprotect.com that's kath with a c make oh, a note of that it, yeah. Yeah. yeah so c-a-t-h dot healy h-e-a-l-y at bookingprotect.com that's it nice and easy I have to so, coach uh, Kath through the uh selling yourself process at the end of the podcast here <laughs> um, yeah or, or reach out on linkedin i'm on linkedin um so yeah lots of different ways you can get hold of us okay great well hey cat thank you for doing this i appreciate it no problem at all dave always good to chat to you i want to thank my friend kath healy for taking the time to talk to me on the business of fun podcast like i mentioned you can find her at by visiting www.bookingprotect.com you can email her it's kath dot healy at bookingprotect.com that's cat c-a-t-h dot healy h-e-a-l-y at bookingprotect.com as always you can find me on my website that's www.davewakeman.com you'll find my blog i'm going to put a calendar up there because i'm 
going all over the world in the second half of the year uh, with all kinds of exciting things. And I'm going to put a calendar up on the website in the next few days where you'll be able to keep track of what I'm up to. Uh, you can find my blog. I update that thing almost every day, if not every day, um, with some short, some longer blogs that are actionable, um, insightful, um, focused on how you can um, generate more revenue, how you can grow your business, um, whether or not you're in sports or the arts or concerts or professional services. Um, I'm equal opportunity when it comes to making money. You can also follow me on Twitter. I'm at David Wakeman. My continued plea to, if you know the person who has the at Dave Wakeman Twitter handle, get it for me. I really want it. Um, connect with me on LinkedIn, right? You can find me on all those social platforms. If you like what I'm doing with the podcast, if you've enjoyed any of these episodes, I'd love it if you'd share it with a colleague. Just one. It helps grow the audience. It helps make sure people are aware of it. It helps make sure that I continue to live over great content and great interviews like I have uh, recently like today with Kath or recently with Patrick Ryan from Eventelect, Tony Knopp from Ticket Manager, um, Jacob Lawson from FC Copenhagen. Um, i got some really great content coming up over the next couple months built around my still secret trip to uh, Australia. Um, I don't want to say any more about that because, you know, it's still a secret, right? I'm going to Australia. Don't, 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 don't. Don't tell anybody, though. Um, but, you know, please share the podcast. Please let people know. Um, if you are inclined, I'd love it if you'd subscribe. We're on most of, if not all, of the big plaid podcasting platforms now. Um, also, if you're so inclined, leave a review. The, all these things help make sure that people discover the podcast, make sure that um, I continue to deliver great content, and let me know what I'm doing right or wrong. Um, in that vein, please Send me your emails, Dave at DaveWakeman.com, and we will make sure um, I'll take into consideration any guests that you might want to hear from, uh, any suggestions, uh, if I stumble on my words too much or any of that stuff. You know, let me know what you think. I, I always want to hear your ideas, your comments, your questions, your thoughts. It's, uh, it's great feedback for me. And until I talk to you again, I want to thank Booking Protect for being my partner in this thing. Uh, find them at www.bookingprotect.com. Um, you know, they like we talked about on the podcast with Kath, it's customization for your customers. It's a better buying experience. It gives people peace of mind. It is a value add to your customers. And maybe most importantly for you, it can be a new stream of revenue that can give you the opportunity to fund some new projects, uh, enhance your customer experience, or um, use in any way you might imagine, right? So check them out, www.bookingprotect.com. And until I see you again, take it easy and thanks for listening.